This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, this coming Saturday, an opportunity to celebrate a local release, a jazz release, in fact. Bill Martin is launching Over to You, an album of original jazz compositions at the Dunedin Jazz Club. And we've spoken with Bill several times in the past on the establishment of the club and some of the great shows that have been held there. Time now to focus on Bill's music. Morena, Bill, lovely to have you with us. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Over to You, an album of original compositions. Um, it's actually been out for a while, but this is your first chance to actually put the lineup together to to bring it to us live yeah that's right um there there aren't many opportunities to play concerts with a seven-piece band and and um to bring that kind of lineup together you really need a proper stage and also the four-part um horn section that we've got really shines in hanover hall so look i'm really pleased that we've got the opportunity almost a year later um after the album was was recorded to be able to perform some of these compositions again so take us back to the recording well no, no take us back further to the composition phase for this over what period was that well um, funnily enough, you, you might recall the second lockdown um, that we had. Um, I guess it was, I guess it was a little bit over a year ago, um, and I found those lockdown periods to be quite um, productive in a creative sense, and it, and it gave me a week at home, and I I, lo- I just went around and I. I looked at all the music that I'd been writing for about the, the five years prior to that, and I finished all these arrangements for the um, seven-piece band. And in some sense, it was written for the players that I knew that I had. So I knew that I had Nick Cornish and Ralph Miller on alto and trumpet. I knew that they were really good readers and could play difficult lines. So most of the difficult melodies are written for them. And then I have um, most of the harmony or backing parts are written for the, um, the tenor, saxophone and the trombone um, player. And I've got some young guys um, coming in to do those. Um, so it's sort of like writing for those players in mind, bringing together a whole lot of music that was lying around but hadn't been arranged for that ensemble and having you know the space to actually do it during that lockdown. Your own compositions, that gives you an opportunity to express your, your, your own musical personality, Bill. What would you describe that as? Well, I guess it's it's just a, the sum of all of my influences. Um, growing up in a in a household with a mother as a as a piano teacher, so just hearing um, a lot of classical music, studying clarinet, classical clarinet um, as a as a high school student, and then um, discovering jazz on the Sydney music scene. So. I was into um, a band called The Next, which was a minimal, minimalist um, piano trio, and that got me into playing the piano. Um, and from there, it was just those influences, those key influences um, in the, the area of piano music. So it was Keith Jarrett, um, Bill Evans, and Chick Corea. And probably Chick Corea, um, in terms of my music, um, has influenced the most because um, y- you could say that um, even though it's all acoustic music, there is a bit of a, a, a fusion type sound. There's a lot of grooves in there that you, you could call rock grooves or funk grooves that are being spliced in there with the jazz um, to create, um, you know, my style of music. When and where did you record over to you? Well, it was actually a live recording at Hanover Hall and um, 
anyone who knows anything about jazz knows that live recordings tend to be the best um, way of capturing jazz. So they, though that recording was actually the first time that those arrangements had been performed. So it was actually a bit of a miracle that the players were able to pull off not only getting the arrangements right, but actually playing some great solos. Um, so look, I was just really, really happy with, with the way the concert went. Um, and, you know, pretty much every note on that record I'm happy with. And there's not many that can say that, Bill. So, you know, even after years and months of painstakingly putting a record together in another way, um, we don't always get that kind of result. So that's nice to hear. And perhaps that is part of what you get out of of a live performance. It's um, it's it's in the moment, and you you can't go back and change it. And you're just riding the wave. And it's great that you've got that uh, connection with the the local musicians. Yeah, that's right. I mean, jazz is all about improvisation. And my philosophy with the arrangements is that I try and take a lot of the guesswork out of it. I try and write some really tight arrangements that are really easy to follow so that the players know exactly what the roadmap is. And if they're comfortable and they know exactly what's going on, that means they can relax. And then when it gets to the improvisation time, they can really go for it. So if you're really organised in terms of your arrangements, you can, you can um, guarantee in some sense that you're going to get a good product. How did Hanover Hall stand up as a, as a recording venue? Hanover Hall has got a great room sound, um, particularly for horns. And if anyone's, I mean, I'm sure some of your listeners will have been in there, but big bands sound great in there because you get an overall sound of the, the horn section. So because it's got such a high ceiling, it's got all the acoustic um, panelling on it, the, the, the horn sounds, they're resonant, but they don't echo. And, and the sound just sits in that room. Um, so we do mic up the individual instruments, but if you just put a couple of mics um, in the room, you do get a beautiful sound in there. Now, is the lineup that uh, you we're going to see on Saturday night the same that recorded the album? Um, look, it's it's almost the same. We've we've got the same rhythm section. Obviously, myself on piano. We've got Andy Lynch on on bass and Carl Woodward on drums. Then we've got, as I said, the two lead players, uh, Ralph Miller and Nick Cornish. Uh, Finn McKinlay, um, a guy who's played in pretty much every one of my youth orchestras, is in there on um, trombone. And last year we did have Gwyn Reynolds, who was phenomenal um, from Christchurch and came in and played some great solos. But he's unavailable this year, and I've just been really pleased um, at the development of Isaac Randall, who has been the lead tenor um, of the Dunedin Youth Jazz Orchestra for a couple of years and has played some really difficult music in there. Um, but he has really shone um, as an improviser and has really developed um, in the last year um, through jam sessions that we've been running at the Dish Cafe. So, look, it's just really pleasing um, to be able to put a guy who's still... He's basically finishing high school now, um, is going to go to Wellington and take the jazz degree at the New Zealand School of Music, but is already someone who's good enough to put in a professional band. So it's really pleasing to see um, that the structures that we've got in place around um, the band competitions um, at high schools, the Dunedin Youth Jazz Orchestra, and also the Cats on the Corner um, jam session that's happening up at the Dish on Tuesday nights, all of those things are leading to the, the end product where um, we've got players at high school who are good enough to play in professional bands. So just stepping out of uh, Saturday night just for a moment, so you've mentioned Isaac Randall. Are, are there other young stars coming through? Look, um, 
I think anyone who's been on the jazz scene will have heard of Jack Tarr, who's an amazing young piano player and can pretty much play any instrument. Um, he started off in the Dunedin Youth Jazz Orchestra on the trombone um, and by the end of this year had, had become the lead alto. Um, but, of course, piano is actually his strongest instrument. So um, we've got guys like Jack around um, who, is am- who is amazing. Um, but there are a lot of um, really good brass players around, um, particularly in the Youth Jazz Orchestra. And what's been really pleasing too is that there's been some nice synergy between what we're doing and the contemporary music program um, at Otago University where we tend to get a good lot of good ryth- rhythm players. So um, there's a young drummer called Eric Decker, who's fantastic, um, Jakira Brophy, who came up through um, Kavanagh College and through the school band system, is also taking that degree, um, and a guy called Matthew Tate, who's a, a lovely young piano player who is actually president of the um, uh, University of Otago Jazz Club. And um, so there's some nice synergies there. We're, we're picking up some nice rhythm players through that contemporary music program, and I know that on that program they're actually trying to do a little bit more jazz, so I, I feel like it's kind of flowing both ways. This is exactly what you were aiming for when we had that conversation at the early stages of Dunedin Jazz Club. Uh, This was the kind of environment uh, you must be pretty pleased with how the last couple of years have gone. It has been a a, a massive couple of years. And, um, yeah, I guess if you look at where the jazz, how the jazz club has evolved over the last two years, it's it's been pretty unbelievable, really. Um, We've had about 15 concerts and uh, generally sell about 100 tickets. And we've had some big events, um, particularly the Miles Davis tribute shows that have both sold out. Um, We took one to Wanaka and sold 250 tickets um, out there. So um, it feels like it's just growing. Um, we know that there's a big mar- market for jazz um, in in some of the regions like Queenstown and Wanaka. So we're going to probably do a few more um, shows on the road um, next year just to, to keep building that audience and also to make it really attractive um, for guest players to want to come down to Dunedin. So... Um, it, it would be true to say that we have a small scene. We have a, f- a few key players who are really good at what they do, and we've got some young players coming through. Um, but in some sense, having a small scene can be a strength because what that means is that you can invite um, guests from around the country or even internationally, um, and they can fit into that scene and add something that we may not necessarily have ourselves. But for audiences, that's fresh and new and exciting, and there's always something you know new to hear at the jazz club. What's the format for Saturday night? Will you be rolling through the album as it appears uh, in the order that it appears? I don't think we will um, just run through the album like that. Um, I think we'll mix it up. I've got, you know, I've got four new compositions um, that I've written, so I want audiences to be able to kind of relive some of the great moments from last year. But I've also got some new pieces. I've got one called 1978, which is in a 7-4 time signature. And I've also got one called Carl's Groove, um, and uh, the band has got a great drummer, Carl Woodward, who is actually a, a session drummer from Liverpool um, and toured Europe for years and years as a blues musician. He's a great drummer, and um, he sent me a little loop of, a, of an interesting drum groove that he had written, um, and I took that and wrote a composition around that. So... Um, I, I guess it's my relationship with Carl um, developing some of the rhythmic ideas. That's that's kind of where my new compositions are heading. So there's going to be a couple of aspects to the concert. We'll be playing the tunes off the album, but we'll also be presenting these new tunes to show where the band's heading. 
Well, the venue, of course, for Saturday night, Hanover Hall, um, a perfect venue for Dunedin Jazz Club and for this concert. 7.30 is the concert. Tell us about ticketing details, Bill. Um, as usual, um, you can uh, book your tickets online um, through Event Finder, and we've got a range of prices there from ranging from 10 to $25. So there's a range of concessions. So, yeah, get online and book your tickets, and I'd advise doing that. There will be some on the door, but um, I always advise booking online just to make sure that you don't miss out. And if we want a memento or if we want to just listen to the album, we can find it on Bandcamp. You can find it on Bandcamp, but it's also on every um, streaming platform. So um, there'll be whichever streaming platform you listen to, you'll just need to look up Bill Martin Septet over to you. Good luck for Saturday night. Thanks for joining us, Bill. We're going to go out with uh, Sidesteps. What can you tell us about this? Um, Sidesteps is um, a reference to the the John Coltrane tune, um, Giant Steps, Um, but also... There's a little bit of a rugby reference in there, you know, being in New Zealand, everyone's familiar with that. Um, but sidesteps is the idea is that it has every note of the chromatic scale. It has every 12 notes, every one of the 12 notes, and each of the movements of that melody that has the 12 notes is like a sidestep. So um, hopefully you can hear that. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for joining us on the Awesome Morning Show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.